Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And we on the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark are now starting to talk about the December holiday. And to tell you the truth, I'm a little sick of turkey. <laughs> and although I am a turkey fanatic hey, and I would hey, cook hey, turkey all the time. Hey. What? I grew up in a house in which every holiday was a turkey. Well, it I was grew like, up in a house where turkey was like a once-a-week event. Uh, it, Thanksgiving was turkey. Christmas was turkey. New Year's was turkey. I don't know what. President's Day was turkey. <laughs> Memorial Day was turkey. Well, If it was I'm, a holiday, it was turkey. Yeah, but I had enough turkey last week. So <laughs> what I really want to start thinking about is prime rib. Yeah, because yeah, prime rib yeah. for me... Is Christmas and New Year's and it's just like a ball. It's just like a, the gala ball all wrapped up on a plate and in a roasted it, pan. It's a little odd to hear you talk about Christmas, but I'm going to leave it right there. When Hanukkah, you brisket and, and, and latkes. Actually, no. In my mother's house, you have pork loin and latkes, but that's another thing. That's a whole different thing. Anyway, um, so it is the it is this holiday food. And once I left home, I started making a prime rib, a standing rib roast, whatever you want to call it, a beef rib roast for the holidays. And so we actually have a technique that we use that uh, is fabulous. We actually published this technique a while back, but we want to talk through yeah, it. Yeah, this was in Fine Cooking Magazine. Now, the thing about that a lot of people like about prime rib is it's easy. You shove it in the oven. And you set the oven like on Ooh, 325 like a 350, the and then like in a couple hours, it's done. Yeah. But most prime ribs are nice and rare in the middle, and then they get grayer as you get towards Ugh. the edge. Blech. And so we came up Blech. with this way that it'll be rare from the bone to the edge. I just want to say. no gray area. I just want to say that, of course, I like beef so that a good vet could save it. So <laughs> I want it to be nice and rare. You may not want it quite as mooing as I want it. I mean, what what did you say you do for my hamburgers? You make them two minutes you aside. You get two minutes the, aside. Two minutes aside for a... For an eight-ounce hamburger. Eight-ounce hamburger on the grill. Yeah. I basically want to have it raw. So so this is a great way. But here's the, the other things that happen really nice about this. No, you don't just shove it in and it's done in two hours. But you can put it in the oven and forget about it for four or five hours at a time. And when you are ready to serve it, that meat will not have shrunk back from the bones, which will happen at a long time at high temperature. And the nice thing is... When it's all done, you can carve it right away without a resting period when everyone's at the table. Okay. Okay. Before we get to what it is that you need to buy in this standing rib roast, and we have specific things that we think that they should be, these beef rib roasts, but let's just talk about the technique. This is the technique. Go ahead. You explain. The point is you're putting it in a very slow oven. Slow means it's Super not hot. Slow. 175 degrees. If your oven can't go that low, put your oven as low as it can. Some ovens, it's 200. But these days, most ovens with electronic controls could be at 175. And what that's going to do is allow this meat to cook so slowly that it won't even brown on the outside. And by the time it reaches that 120 degrees, which is the magic number for super rare beef, it may still look Uncooked. So you are looking to put this in a 175 degree oven. It is probably going to go four, five, even it, six it hours. It depends how many bones. If you've got if you've got a two bone roast, it may take four hours. If you've got a four bone roast, it may take okay. six and a half but hours. The point here is that it's going to take a long time, but you don't have to plan your meal yet to sit down. We're going to explain why in a minute. We're just talking about getting it in the oven. We're talking about getting the thing in the oven at 175 degrees, yep. and then you're going to go. 
four. I would check it at three and a half yep, hours. Start checking it. And then I would check it again at, you know, four and at five hours. What you're looking for, as Bruce said, is an internal temperature on an instant read meat thermometer of 120 yep. for rare yep. or 125 yep. for medium rare. And here's the nice thing. At that point, it's going to come out and sit. Your oven is now free for you to throw in anything else you want, whether it's a gratin potatoes or whether it's a green bean casserole. Your oven is now free for the next hour to an hour and a half. And that's a great time because now you can make your side dishes. Then you'll put the meat back in at a very high temperature to brown the outside. And because you had your resting period first, you don't need it now. So again, let's just go over this. 175 degrees, meat goes in, four hours, five hours, six hours, depending on size. We're going to get to the kind of beef in a minute, um, a kind of standing rib roast. And then it's going to sit for an hour to an hour and a half at room temperature before the final stage. Okay, so now let's talk about, and see, that way you can plan your dinner around. You don't have to be obsessive about, oh my God, when is this thing going to be done? And then you have to let it sit 20 minutes, and then you have to carve it immediately. Right. No, 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 no. You can sit out an hour and a half. So, you know, if you've got people coming at seven, then you figure at, you want it out of the oven about 5.30. So put it in at what? Two o'clock, two thirty. If it sits an extra half an hour at room temperature, it's fine. That's right. And you're looking for again an instant read meat thermometer of one twenty for super rare, one twenty five for medium rare. Okay, now let's talk about what to buy. You go to the store. You're looking at these rib roasts sitting there. What <laughs> do you get? Well, the first thing is you got to figure out how big do you want it. Right. And we usually say around here you get two people for bone per bone. So if there's only two of you, you can just get yourself a super thick ribeye steak with the bone in it, and that's not a roast, and you can just grill it. Okay, let, let me stop, and let me just say, notice that we are not talking about boneless standing rib roast, which they do sell, boneless primers. We are both adamant that the bones are necessary for the flavor. And for this technique. Yep. Because and the bones insulate and give flavor, so you need right. the bone for this. So okay. if you have... Four people coming over, you can get a two-bone roast. If you have six people coming over, get a three-bone roast. If you have eight people coming over, you can get a three- or a four-bone roast. Right. And so that's the way that's going to go. I don't recommend getting anything bigger than a four-bone roast, and here's why. The bones in a cow are numbered 1 to 13. Number one... We're just talking about the ribs, like the ribs on a person, right? We're talking about 13 ribs. And number 13 is closer to the shoulder, and number one is closer to the loin. And so number, bone number one has that big, beautiful, round, lean eye of meat. And as you get closer to the mm-hmm. other end, it gets bonier and fattier. And fattier and fattier. And, and finally, that center eye of meat isn't even it whole dis- anymore. No, it it's disappears. Just, it's just globbed up with big pieces of fat. And bone. And most butchers and butcher shops and supermarkets obviously want to sell the higher numbered bones because they are fattier, right? Well, they sub, they tend to cut the lower bones into steaks and use the other bones for the roast. And if you can find a roast with the bones one, two, and three, sometimes they're called first cut, but usually it just says bones one through three right. or bones one through four, they're going to be more expensive per pound, but it's worth it. So make sure if it doesn't say it on the label that you go ask the butcher behind the counter at the supermarket, is this bones one, two, three, one, two, three, four? And ask for that specifically. You don't want and bones five, just, six, seven. Let me just add that if you're ordering your beef for Christmas, which you should already order it now, you must say to the butcher, I want bones one, two, three, four. As Bruce says, they'll be very impressed that you know something <laughs> about anatomy. And you want it bone in. And the final thing is tell them not to cut it 
off the bone. What the hell's wrong with butchers? I don't know. They cut the eye of meat off the bone and then they tie it back on. This is silly. It's supposed to save you work for carving. Yeah, no, forget it because we want that bone taste to have maximum effect on the meat. We want the maximum amount of insulation for this low, low temperature technique. So really just tell them, do not, you don't, you dare cut it <laughs> off those bones. Um, you know, they can trim it up, but don't you dare tr cut it off those bones. The eye of meat and I want you know, I want bones one and two, or I want one, two, three, or one, two, three, four. One, two, so three, let's say, four. So let's say you're having twelve people, and uh, you really wanted a six bone roast. Get two roasts yeah, that are better. each bones one, two, three. Yeah. So you have two beautiful roasts rather than yep. one big roast. Yeah. Okay. So normally you make a prime rib at three and a quarter, three hundred fifty degrees, and the only thing you could season it with is salt and pepper. Why? Because anything else will burn at that temperature Correct. after two or three hours in the oven. If you Correct. rub it with garlic or fresh herbs or even fennel seeds. I mean, people do this all the time. And you see all these recipes with like lemon zest and garlic and all that. And you know, after at least three hours, I know, it's going to be a burned mess. And it's not going to actually taste like much on the outside of the roast beef. The nice thing about this roasting at a low temperature is you could coat this with fresh garlic. You can coat this with seeds like caraway seeds yep. and fennel seeds yep. and mustard yep. seeds, yep. which is our favorite way to yeah, do it. Yeah, our favorite is, let me back up, is fennel, caraway, mustard, and cumin seeds. And you make a mix of those seeds and you and coat salt. And salt. And you coat the outside of the roast beef in them. And because we're at 175, even though we're going for forever, those seeds are not going to burn. And even when we put it into brown an hour and a half later, it's not in long enough to burn. Right. So, so that's, let's, let's skip the browning. Let's just, we just are getting this. So you could do garlic and fresh herbs. And I also like that you said you coat the outside as opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what? It's a, it's a thing. You know, every recipe I've ever written too, and copy editors make fun of me for this, but I always say swirl. This is a different subject, but swirl the oil on the inside of the pan because I'm just convinced somebody, you know, we uh, there are people out there who have been known to butter the outside of the baking dish. Those people don't deserve to or cook. The, <laughs> sure, they deserve to live. So okay, so, okay, now so we've you coated it. Coated it. Let's let's go back over those coatings. You've got we've got the four seed one yep. of cumin, fennel, coriander, mustard. Yep. You can do garlic and lots of fresh herbs, rosemary and lemon zest, yeah, and, and oregano and, and think, olive oil. Think about just minced garlic and tons of lemon zest and crunchy salt mm. and a little oregano on the mm, outside yum. of it. That would be a spectacular roast that beef coating. Anything. You could even take a barbecue rub, a yeah. dry rub that you might put in a brisket. Yeah. Put that on a bar. Or a Cajun rub yeah. so it's super fiery hot on the outside. Yeah. And of course, this isn't going to penetrate into nope. the meat. This is all going to be flavored just on the outside of the roast. You shove it in the oven. You let it go for forever. At 175 degrees. Start checking it at the three and a half mm -hmm. hour mark if you've got a three pound, three bone roast. Yeah. A little earlier for a two bone roast. And then you'll know you're getting where you're trying to get to 120 or 125, depending on how you like it. Then you're going to take it out and just let it sit for an hour right. to an hour and a half. Right which point your oven is free to make any of the side dishes you want. Right. Now, an hour and a half has passed. People are getting ready to sit at the table. You turn the oven up to 500 degrees. This is crucial. And you stick that roast back in there at 500 degrees. And, and you wait for that oven to get to 500 degrees. Do not cheat this. 12 minutes. In those 12 minutes, you will caramelize the outside. You will get a crust on it. The seasonings will not burn. It's not long enough. Yet the meat will reheat to the middle, you'll crust the outside, and you can carve it immediately. 
Right. Now, you're saying 12 minutes, but do you think that it should be a little less for a two-bone roast? Two-bone roast, you might want to go a little less. It may not get as browned on the outside, but because a two-bone roast may be small enough that you'll start to overcook the middle. Right. So how do you carve this baby? So you put it on your cutting board with the bones sort of sticking up in the air. So the points of the bones are straight up. Right. Take your big carving knife and go down between the bones and the meat, cutting the eye of meat off and leaving the rack of bones to fall. So in other words, you run your cutting knife uh, not between the bones, nope. but along their interior edge yep. and around, kind of like in a big J shape. And leave leave some meat on them. Leave a that's quarter a, inch. That's a small lowercase print J, not like a <laughs> cursive capital J. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and then once they fall off, then you can cut them in apart and serve right. bones to right. want them. Then put the body of meat cut side down and just slice away. And, and if you're the people who like thin, thin, thin slices, I suggest an electric carving knife. If you like nice half-inch wedges, you know, chunks, then you can use a big carving And knife. let me just say that the only part of the beef that I like, this is what we all know in our house, in my house, is you can take that eye of the beef that you did and you can throw it away because I just want one of the bones that's below. And with this technique, I want to eat the meat off the bones. And with this technique, the meat is even rare at the bones. It's rare enough for me at the bones. It's a crazy technique. It makes your life easier because you're not paying attention to it for hours and hours on end. And it frees up your oven to do stuff while it rests. And since this is kind of a road nap, I'm actually we're not actually going to post this on our website, bruceandmark.com. So just just let's go right back over it one more time. You get the meat. It's not cut off the bone. It's uh, it's bones one through four, depending on how much you want. You put it in a in a season it. You season it in all these ways we've suggested. You can come up with more. You can use bottled Italian blend seasoning sure. if you want. You season the outside. Stash. Yeah, whatever. Make sure you, that you use a nice, good, crunchy salt because that's going to be super tasty over the long haul into the seasoning. You put it in that 175-degree oven. You go four and a half, five, six hours till it gets to 124 rare or 125 for medium rare. Check it out. Rest one to two hours, 500 degrees, 10 to 12 minutes. Crunch the outside carb. Eat. Ta-da! That's it, right? Are we out? You're, Bruce is just nodding at me. I'm <laughs> waiting for him to say something. That is the perfect way to cook a prime rib. <laughs> so to hear more of these podcasts, every, I guess I just summed it up so perfectly, right? Is that, is, is that it? Well, great. To hear more of our crazy podcasts every week, tune into the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. So that you don't miss a single one of those exciting episodes, subscribe. And tell your friends about us and look for Cooking with Bruce and Mark wherever you get your podcasts.